cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the good stuff, Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan Q, the good things guy. I'm not entirely sure what cracked with that song. There was like a little bit of mixing going on. I think perhaps I want to be a DJ. Maybe that's what's going on here. It's like idle hands, idle thoughts, subconscious. I actually want to be a DJ. That's what's going on. At the beginning of every show, I bring you the relevant news that mainstream media are sharing. It usually consists of corruption. Crime, bad leadership, more crime. Our president, this week's 105 ANC, what, what. Um, a whole bunch of stuff that, that's happening in the country, politically, the economy, um, you know, just things in general. But that's not what the show is about. That's not the only stuff happening in South Africa right now. Um, you can get that from mainstream media. It's not what we're going to give you. There are so many incredible things happening in South Africa and the world right now. South African students are being sent to Harvard. Yes. We're going to be chatting about that. The final current South African Dakar competitor was once a paraplegic, and now he's one of the only final South Africans in that race. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Casta Semenya got married over the weekend with massive support from South Africans and people around the world. It's so flippin' cool to see that. Um, and we have the most inspirational South African entrepreneurs joining us in studio today. So inspired, so proudly South African, so much of good news. And we've got so much, so much going on today. No bad news here. Kerry, how's it going? Morning. So good news girl is sitting next to me in studio. Um, we're ready to kick off the show with our regular catch up reporting yeah. on all the stuff, perhaps that we chatted about last week, stuff that's relevant in the news where we can dig out the good stuff from there. I'm so happy it's Tuesday. I'm just sitting here with a smile on my face because I'm like, yes. We yes, love, we yes. love Tuesdays. And, um, and then also we're going to be bringing you South Africa's only good news chart show that we bring you. The good stuff brings you. And that's, that's a fact. We're the only ones that bring it. Yes, we are. The only ones that bring it. Um, this week's pretty cool as well. We've got another bumper two hour show, which means you've got us for the next, well, hour and 45 minutes. Loving life. It. Um, so. Get involved. Yes. Get involved, man. We've got uh, a couple of people that are going to be joining us in studio. The first is we get you with a little mush. Reverse. We get to chat to Samke Mlongo Nguenya, who I met last year in November. She is effing amazing. This woman, Kerry, you are going to cry. I can see it happening. Uh, yeah. And you're going to get inspired. <laughs> um, no, for real. They should just have a permanent tissue box here. For real. So I met her last year, November. We did a talk together with John Blissmas and a couple of mm. other people. And um, she blew my flipping socks off. Oh, well, her I'm story is just absolutely phenomenal. So she's going to be coming into studio to chat to us. Um, we've also got Mark Sham, who is no stranger. Yes. No stranger. Marky, Marky. Um, suits and sneakers, uh, the collaboration officers. I'm loving what he's doing. The touristy stuff. Yes. He's got a whole bunch of stuff that he's going to come tell us about 2017 and give us tips and all sorts of things. And then we've got Mark Khan, who's also joining us. Mark Khan has just written a new book called Love Yourself for No Reason. Ah. Which makes us happy. Yes. Right? We can love ourselves for no reason. Um, if you want to get involved with the conversation, it's as simple as visiting Twitter. And you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindicue, Kerry Stain. There'll be a couple of others when the, when the guys come in for their interviews. Get rolling. We'll give them. There'll be more. There'll be more. So we'll give you their Twitter handles. You can also send us a message via our official WhatsApp number. That's correct. We've joined the world get of WhatsApp. Get the times. 
We've got a big screen in front of us uh, where we can see everything that's going on um, with regards to Twitter and WhatsApp. So you can send us a WhatsApp. Save this number in your phone right now. It's 079-748-2090. That's 079-748-2090. Or you can give us a call on 0861 Those are the ways to get involved if you want to tell us a little bit about your good stuff, what's happening in your world, and how you want to, I don't know, make 20, 2017 better. Yes. I just read something as well. Go for it. Yeah. And... um. It doesn't matter the the speed. Forward is forward. And last week you asked me what my um, New Year's resolutions were. Yes. And I said, just to be better than I was last year. Yes. And then I saw this, um, it doesn't matter what speed forward is forward. It doesn't matter what speed forward is forward. Awesome, I like that. Hey? I kind of like yeah. that. So, I mean, I asked you about your New Year's, New Year's resolutions last week. Yes. And yours was basically to be better. Be better. It's a week later. We're seven days in. Yes. Are we being better? Yes, we are. So we are? Definitely. On all fronts. Yes. That's really good news. I know. And you? Well, I... So there's a couple of things, right? Okay. The end of 2015, Mm. which was a year and a bit ago. Yes. I decided to give up um, bread, Mm -hmm. sugar, and wheat Mm -hmm. to be healthier. And it worked. It yes. was like, it was a cool year. And I'm talking about excess. Yeah. So like no more bread in that, no more sugar. Did I say, I said three. Oh, dairy. dairy sorry. Dairy, bread, sugar, so, wheat, all of that stuff. All of that stuff. Mm. I gave it all up. The, the easiest one to, to let go of was milk. Cause you can substitute mm. it with almond stuff. Yes. And there's a whole bunch of substitutions. It's which almond is pretty the cool. same. Yeah. Does yeah. It tastes the same. Yeah. You can okay. pretend. <laughs> um, getting rid of sugar in coffee was, was tricky Ooh. But also your taste buds change But also if you're drinking good coffee You don't yeah, need sugar Totally So I, I gave up all of those things um, a year ago and, and my whole body changed and my life changed And it felt like there was a whole new thing inside mm. of me Which is healthy Yes So for 2017 I've stepped it up a notch Oh dear Oh dear. And I've decided that I'm going to be absolutely 100 million percent healthy every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I know that sounds bizarre because, like, Monday, why aren't you? Wednesday, Friday. Why okay. aren't you healthy every day of the week? And mm. that, the, honest, the honest truth is, we can't be. No. So, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, no alcohol whatsoever. On a Friday, no alcohol. No alcohol. Wow. Even if there's a big party, Brenty's not doing it. Goodness. No meat. Wow. Nothing. No, nothing. No animal products. No, well, it's a, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday is a plant-based yes. diet. Yes. No eggs, no dairy, no meat. Whoa. And I must tell you, um, I feel better than I've felt Well, you've even got rosy life. cheeks. Ever in my life. I feel better than I've felt in a really long time. I was actually looking at your profile yesterday, and obviously you pop up in my feed often. I'm like, where does he get all his energy from? How does he do it? Well, that well, this is why because I, I sleep better. I'm going to gym. I'm doing all those. I see things. that you're awake early. Mm. We send emails late at night and early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay, so I, all right, plant based. Yes. I watched this thing on Netflix, and I think that's what inspired it. So, I mean, there's a couple of things. So, the, the first is that um, there's a, there's a word, and I've actually written it down. Let me find it. Um, there's a word that they've created. It is called carnism. It's a psychologist. Yes. Carnism. Carnism. Carnism is the separation that we have in our brain 
that we are conditioned to believe. And I, I don't believe it's, you know, I, I don't even know how to, it's, I don't know where I stand on this. Okay. But carnism is apparently what we've con- been conditioned to believe when we are from the day we're born. Yes. That even though a chicken comes from a chicken, it doesn't actually come from a chicken. When you're eating a chicken and you see a chicken running in front of you, you don't put the two together. Oh, I do. You do? Yes. So if you saw a chicken running in front of you, you wouldn't eat the chicken? Uh, probably not. Most people still would. And that's carnism. That's still carnism. It's called carnism. Basically. I went through that when I was about 10 or 11. I went, I, I, I became a, what do you call it? I only ate fish. Okay, but the, uh, this, this, so because this, for that very reason. No, 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 no. This, this movie, don't watch it. Okay. Because it basically says that if, whether it's chicken, beef, lamb, or fish, they're all exactly the same. Okay. They're the same composition. Yes. And they feel the same when they are being slaughtered. That's exactly. So that, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, animals take up a lot of our space to feed. Mm-hmm. So 70% of the earth's arable land is is animals. cultivated for anim- for animals. Mm. So they're growing corn for animals to feed the animals. That's the way it sort of works. Um and then there's like greenhouse emissions and there's all those sorts of things. So I thought if I could do three days a week, right? Mm. Three days a week of, of just being a little bit healthy um and and being a little bit better. Yes. I I'd be being better for the world for 156 days in total in a year. Which is not bad. That's not bad at all. Can I tell you where the biggest resistances come from? Where? Everybody around me. Yeah. Everybody around me. Peer pressure. Not peer pressure. No, it's just your peers because, I mean, if someone next to you is eating a steak and you're eating uh, grains. Also, you eat really good. No, I know. Well, two years ago, this time two years ago, I actually did a fast. Okay, so it was for religious reasons. Yeah. But um, it was 42 days. So for 42 days, I could, I, I, I could only eat um, basically what you've just like said. Plant, fruits, plant, plant, plant-based diet. Yes. So it's that, of, it's that of the earth. So plant-based, no animal products, no animal byproducts, nothing. For 42 days, that's what I did. I had so much energy. I felt so much better. I lost a lot of weight. Um, but it wasn't unhealthy because I had to do a little bit of research, uh, on how, on how, you know, what I needed for my body. And it, w- it was amazing. Yeah. It, I mean, it's something that I'm trying and I'm trying it out. And I must tell you, the resistance is more from people around me. They're yes. all like, what? But don't you want a piece of steak with that salad? Like, no. No, man. I'm cool. I'm good. Mondays, <laughs> I'm okay with my salad, guys. Mondays, okay. Wednesdays, Fridays. Brenzi's going to be a little bit healthier. And I suggest you do it too. Good no for meat, you. No meat Monday could actually become a thing again. Yes. I must just say someone's um, just sent us a message. Yeah. If you send a message on WhatsApp, maybe just put your name in the end because… Um, Sometimes people don't want to. No, of course not. <laughs> but but your name, like on a normal WhatsApp, yes. when you send it, your name comes up. Yes. On the computer, it doesn't. it doesn't. So tell us who you are. So we just got one saying Happy New Year to my favorite radio show. Uh, I've listened to everyone since the start. Um, wow. So, that I can, so I can now feed my addiction now that you're back. Uh, happy yeah, New Year we're to in you it, too, we're anonymous. In it. Wow. Okay. Are Very we, cool. Are we that? Very cool. Um, 
Okay, I need to ask you about yes. the uh, the little student last week. Oh, wow. So I received a bunch of messages from people after the show yes. going, please send me the details. I need to find out. I'd like to donate. I'd like to give money. Get involved. There was a lot of people that asked me for the details. I sent it to all of them. Yes. So I'm hoping that she got a lot of money from us. Okay, show. so last week when um, we were here on Tuesday... Her page was sitting on... Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Back yes, it up, back it up. Back it up. For those that may not have listened last week, what exactly happened? Okay, so this young lady has started this page. She's crowdfunding for her matric. Because what um sh- her background is is um a little bit sad, but we won't get into that. Um, She found out that her school fees had not been paid for grade 11, and they would not release her report for grade, I mean, for grade eleven, which meant she couldn't go on to grade twelve. So until she was she was basically being told that she wouldn't be able to carry on with school yes. because she couldn't afford the school fees. Exactly. So um, she was in arrears of twenty four thousand rand for her grade eleven year, and um, obviously going forward, she needs to make a plan with that as well. Yeah. So um, last week Tuesday, her. Her crowdfunding, I'm crowding, crowdfunding my matric page was sitting on about 320, 20 likes. This week, it's sitting on 1,158 likes. No, you're joking. I am not joking. Okay. And then, um, last week, Friday, she put up a post that said, Oh my word, we've done it. We've raised 24,000 rand. I get to start my trick on Wednesday. Thank you so much, everyone. I have no words. This is just unbelievable. I still need to pay my matric fees, but one step at a time. Super study girl is back. Yes, yes man. Yes. Okay. What good news. Um, the good stuff listeners, I need to tell you that you were <laughs> part of that. Yes, you really were. You got involved. I mean, I got so many messages after the show. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yes, thank you. I'm going to cry, actually. It's, like one. It's really cool. So she's she's made her goal. She's yes, going to be going really to school. Has. And I'm sure there's a bit left over to sort of sort out textbooks. And well, um, she's no, she's actually done it. She's okay now for um, for she's paid her her uh, grade 11. And she said, yeah, I feel invincible today. Like Wonder Woman. I um. Today I start phase two of my super study plan. I need 35,000 to pay for my matric year. I got grade 11 money yesterday, 1,000 page likes. And with your help, I got this too. So happy Monday. So this was um, Monday yesterday. Happy Monday. I go back to school on Wednesday. Thank you again to everyone who got involved. My first month of matric is covered, but I have a way to go. So 35,000 to be exact. Share my page, like my page, help me get matric. But she's on. She's on. She's going. She's going, she's going to fine. school so on if, Wednesday. If, if, if you're listening right now and you didn't get involved last week, um, you can still get involved Thank now you guys. because Thank then you, you can help her pay for a matric. It's really yeah. cool. Kerry's crying. This is what she does. <laughs> Talking about crying, uh, rain in South Africa, it's here. Yes. We're in rainy season. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing, right? I'm loving it. It's People very- are like, I don't like this weather, but I'm watching the grass grow. We've had to cut our grass every second day. Oh wow! In our garden, it's insane. I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing the 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 green grass, the flowers, the birds, the animals. Everybody's everything, and everyone is just happy. No, it's better. It's better with the rain. I mean, it it brings new life. And we've got a story that we're going to get to yes. when we get to our top today seven because Kerry's decided <laughs> good news needs to be a little bit more. Um, d- just one thing that we all need to be Aware cognizant of. Yes, yeah. of is that even though it's raining so much, the rain will stop in April. Yes. And if you're not collecting the rain, 
we'll have a problem after that. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So if you want to continue to water your gardens or have your gardens watered naturally, collect your rainwater. Collect your rainwater. Mm. Um, should we get into the top seven slash five slash something? Seven slash five slash whatever. Okay. Like, before we do that, before we do that, last yes. week we told you that Ed Sheeran was releasing new music on Friday. We did. And um, we were all excited about it because the guy's been under a rock for so flipping long. It's been like three mm. years. And um, he released... It was worth the wait. Worth the wait. He released two songs. Um, and I am absolutely in love with this one. It's Ed Sheeran with... Jeepers, Ed Sheeran, you can do that again. I love that song. Hey? It's such a... Wow. Yeah, well done, Ed Sheeran. We love you. Thank you for um, giving us what we've been waiting for. Uh, although two songs is not enough. No. So sort yourself out, brother. <laughs> Give us some more. Um, all right. Every week we get to bring you uh, the only top good news chart show in South Africa. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking about calling it that and then I sort of did a bit of research and we are the only good news chart show in South Africa. That is amazing. Can you handle it? <laughs> There's it. Yay. There's it. All right. And this week, um, Kay there wants to bring is. you the top seven. So without any further ado, what do we have at number seven? Thule Madonsela's inspirational dream for South Africa in 2017. She's like our hero. Well, she is. She's one of South Africa's top superheroes. Yes. So Forbes Africa Person of the Year for 2016, Tuli Madonsela has shared her dream for South Africa for 2017. Now, I'll just give you the first one here. Um, I have a dream that the people of SA will soon live in harmony and friendship, anchored in shared prosperity, broader social justice and human dignity for all with no exceptions based on race, gender, disability, age, sexual orientation, religion, political affiliation, nationality or any other characteristics of human diversity. That's just the start. Yeah, no, she really... Is a phenomenal human being who's got our best interests. She heart. really does, and I think that's amazing. So go off and read what her um, uh, her dreams for South Africa are for 2017. It's um, you know what, eh? She really does uphold everything that's right in this world. She's beautiful, and uh, we we absolutely love her. I'm going to put that up online on our Twitter so that you can see it as well, and you can have a little squiz. Um, that was number seven, right? Yes, it was. What do we have at number six? The story behind the firefighter saving a dog photo currently going viral. A photo of a firefighter saving a dog has gone viral on, um, on South Africa's social media during the tragic fires. Here's the real story behind the beautiful photo. So as we all know, fires have been raging in Somerset West since Tuesday morning with no signs. The fires are bad. Eh? They are really bad. And it's, I mean, it got worse again today. So the signs of the tragedy slowing down. Raging fires that started in a mountainous area have inched closer to resi- residential areas over the past few days. So we have 150. 50 to 250 firefighters fighting these fires that are actually really dangerous. They really, really are. Well, the, in one day, in one day alone, yes, they put out over 106 fires mm. in one day. It's huge. It's massive. So these guys are really, I mean, they're risking their lives with these fires out. And there was um, this photo that went, uh, went viral. So this was a photo um, from Florida, the USA, from 2014. 
Um, so many, many people are using the photo. A lot uh, of, a lot of, thank, a lot of news sites. Yes, are using the photo to and, thank. And everybody thinks it's Somerset West. They're all like, uh, oh. No. Mm-mm. So that is, uh, Largo Fire Rescue in Tampa. And that man's name is Mark. So we thank you, Mark. But, so in honor of all our South African heroes, it's amazing. The photo is amazing. But our guys here are doing exactly the same, even though that is an international photo. Our, our firefighters and our EM, our, our emergency services guys in, in Cape Town are doing exactly the same thing. So in honor of our South African heroes currently fighting the blaze in the Western Cape, we've posted an amazing collection of photos below of some of the firefighters and volunteers in action taken by uh, Justin Sullivan. So our guys are doing exactly the same. And, and thank and you, you, thank know, you. You know why we've done this? Because it's great that that photo went viral. No, it's and it's great that people were sharing it. It's got nothing to do with South Africa. No. So as much as you're sharing something... We have our own. Why not honor... Our guys. Our guys. So we've put together this whole collection of amazing photos of our oaks in the midst, on the ground, Mm. in the fire, saving lives, saving homes. And we want you guys to go look at it. I've just put it up on on Twitter under Brent Lindeku. Feel free to go and have a look at it there. What do we have? I think it's number five. Yes. Bless the rains down in Africa. Videos of raging rivers in Kruger National Park flood social media. Heavy rains have fallen in the Kruger National Park and while videos are being shared of the raging rivers animals are all celebrating some relief too so i mean these these videos are just insane it's it's quite crazy because they show um in some of the stuff that we've seen yes. um the uh, online and on social media it's really been quite hard uh, if you look at the Kruger National Park, yes. if you look at all these places that we've, are just and we've in the put drought. it up, it's been devastating. It's devastating. Yes, and now it's the complete <laughs> the opposite. opposite. So, um, uh, what what they've said here as well: guests of the Kruger National Park are requested to drive with caution on all roads of the park. Sand Parks Public uh, Relations as, uh, Assistant Leslie Nyawo requested. So, not only in the parks, on our roads as well. So if you have a look at some of our bridges here in Joburg, they are completely flooded over. So you actually cannot drive over the bridge because the water is flowing rapidly over the actual, over the actual road. Wow. So like in the Kruger Park, which is amazing, but um, like we said at the beginning of the show as well, if you want to water your gardens in April naturally, like, I mean, like we've been getting the rain, collect it. Collect now. your rainwater now, now because apparently this is going to be with us for the next 10, 10 or so days. And then it's, it's going to sort of pan out. Yeah. Um, my mum went and got a, a Jojo tank from, from a builder's warehouse or yes. whatever. And it, it looks, it looks like a massive. Little silo. No, no, no. It looks like a massive um, pot plant vase. Really? So they're quite pretty. And then the top of it has got a section where you can... So it's not an eyesore. You can put a plant in. Oh, wow. So you put a plant on the top and it could be like a hanging plant. Oh, yes. But it's massive, right? It's like bigger than I am. But it's got the plants on the top. And that they've connected all their gutters to. That is so So all the water that's collected from the gutters go into Into their planters. And then um, my mum just fills up her little... Water can from that, and she waters, and waters the, the garden. That is such a good idea. And you can get those from Builders Warehouse. And I mean, it's it's great that they're now coming up with innovative ways to make it look a little bit more attractive. Yeah, man, that's wonderful. That's well, so cool. Done. So cool. Uh, what do we have at number four? Prince Harry spent three weeks in Africa helping with the Five Hundred Elephants Initiative. 
Uh, Prince Harry has been described protecting wildlife as God's test for mankind after opening up about his quest to save 500 endangered, endangered elephants from poachers. But he's he comes here quite often. Yes, he does. He comes here quite and, often. And... Um, my whole my my reasoning behind putting this story up is that uh, if if our Prince of Wales can be doing this, then we can be doing this too. One hundred getting involved. Getting involved. So this is a prince. He's a prince. <laughs> Let that sink in. And um, a lot of the people that were in and around him and working with him and watching him, he really gets involved. He gets his hands dirty. He gets dirty. He he is he's just dedicated to the cause. And he works. He works just like everybody else. Well, and that in itself is quite amazing. In in the article itself, it sort of speaks about how he even though he's a prince, he really just um goes and 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 he gets treated like a normal human being. He doesn't expect to be this royalty. He doesn't expect Not at all. for people to be like, oh, Prince, would you like some no gin ways. tonight? He really, he just gets in it and he's really helping the elephants. They're moving. So they've moved over, I think, 250 elephants from yes. the one park where they were being poached to a safer area. Mm. And they'll be doing the rest of them um, come throughout this year. Yeah. Here's the thing, right? It's up to all of us. It really is. To fight against poaching. Um, there was a story over, over the weekend where poachers were caught. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. So poachers were in a syndicate and they'd actually been, um, they were rhino poachers. They'd, they'd been arrested and tried before, but they got off scot-free because there was no evidence. So it was kind of in this terrible space. There was no evidence. And and now the beginning of the year, mm. the two brothers yes. and and one of the other people that were involved were caught. They've been chucked into jail, red-handed. And on the they had rhino horn yes, on them. Yes, they did. And on the sixteenth of January, they will be tried. And I promise you, our law enforcement is fighting so hard. They really to are. stop. The poachers. They're not going to be holding back on this one. But it's everybody's duty. If you see random things while you're in a game park, if you hear of things, you need to report it. Yeah. It's um it's all of our responsibility. They say what what is the saying? That even though the even though the poaching is happening, um on the other side the war against it is happening as well. Yes. And we all need to be part mm. of that. I went to a, pri a private game farm about a year and a half ago in Limpopo, and while we were we were driving through the actual um, the the reserve, there were these um, what they are like um, uh, razor wire yes. that had been put across the road with this massive trap. And we were like, what? So we had to phone them immediately, which meant that there were poachers in the private reserve. It's very scary and it's quite scary to see. And how they, I mean, how they trap the animals is disgusting. Well, you know, when we used to go to, or even if you go to a game park now, mm. and if you go on a game drive, the, the game rangers speak to each other over the walkie talkies. Yes, yes. And, and they speak in an African language mm. so, um, that the, the international travelers won't understand. Yeah. Because they always want to surprise you with really cool sightings. <laughs> I know. And so they'll be driving and he'll get like a, or he'll see another game ranger or speak on the walkie talkie and the game ranger will be like, ah, there's some towel over there. Yeah. And everybody in the truck is like, what is a towel? I don't understand. I don't even know what we're going. Well, that is a lion. Yes. So that's a lion. And then you know there's a lion sighting and you could race down and sort of see it and, and, and get to grips with, uh, with nature. Whereas now they've fully banned, fully 100% banned saying 
any or, or telling anybody where the rhino are. You're not allowed to talk about it. So if you see That's a rhino how it sighting, was as well. if you see a rhino sighting, you have to keep it to yourself so that you can't spread that information. No, it's true. That's how it was. Um, it was like this at the reserve as well. So we actually asked them how many rhino they have, and they wouldn't even tell us. Yeah. They wouldn't give us that information. We can only hope that uh, that maybe the tides turn, and maybe this year is a little bit different, and we can do something for these animals that so need our help. It's very so sad. It's help. very very sad, and we're the only ones that can. We're the only ones that can help them. We are the only ones that can help them. Mm-hmm. I think we're on number three. I can't actually be sure. It is number three. That's number three. All right. We're on number three. What do we have? From a paraplegic to racing Dakar, the incredible South African who uh, who is beating all the odds. For Joey Evans, the Dakar isn't just a question of passion. Um, it's first and foremost a story of determination. The incredible South African beat all odds after a terrible accident and went from a paraplegic to racing the actual Dakar. So here's... Just get your head around that. No, no, no. I need to... I need... We're going to do an honest moment. Yes. An honesty moment. Okay. I don't watch the Dakar. Okay. So that's my first, yes. that's my first truth. Okay. The second truth is, um, I knew nothing about this guy. Mm. Nothing. Okay. I, I'd never heard of him. Yes. Never. I don't follow the Dakar. So mm. it's like, would you know a cricketer was famous if you don't watch cricket, right? No. Mm, yeah. No, you wouldn't. No. No, because you wouldn't even it would it would be subliminal that you see that. Stuff. Exactly. So I went to Who's Harder- that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh I went to Harder Pierce with Dam over the weekend. Yes. And we were sitting uh having a drink, having a braai in the rain, but we were under a lapa. Mm. And and one of my friends avidly follows the Dakar. Like that's his thing. Yes. Every year we go to Hearties at exactly the same time. And every year he's got his phone and it's got like the app and mm. at nine o'clock he's involved. we have to sit down and watch the highlights and <laughs> there's like all the stuff that happens. And we were we were just chilling, having a braai, talking about you know how you sit and you just sort of talk about a whole bunch of things and whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. And he went, Brent, have you not heard of Joey Evans? Joey Evans Literally paraplegic. Yes. Paraplegic. Ten years ago, he was in this massive bike accident. Yeah. Because he was in a race. Mm. He woke up on the ground in the dust and he was surrounded by people. Paramedics as well. Paramedics, people around him. Yeah. He started, and because it was so dusty and it was all sort of crazy, he was like spitting out dust while trying to talk. Yeah. And pieces of stone. What he didn't realize, it was his teeth. That he was spitting out. Yeah. And he was lying on the floor. And and he was still had a sense of humor because this oak is flipping amazing. And he woke up facing the sky with all these people around him. And he said, D- have I won? Yeah. Did I win? <laughs> and everybody sort of laughed. <laughs> they laughed around him. There was a woman that, that was... I don't know that elevated him like the paramedic. I don't yes. know. I don't know what you do when you yeah. have a spinal injury. You or, have to. They have so to. So they elevated key, his yeah. legs or yeah. whatever they did. And when she moved away, this is how he explains it mm. verbatim. My legs dropped to the floor like two pieces of dead meat. I whispered to the paramedic, not wanting my wife to hear who was standing right near me. I couldn't feel my legs. She heard, and suddenly we all realized this was serious. Sure, my head just stood up. He then went, um, there, there was a whole portion of three hours where the ambulance couldn't take him because they didn't mm. have the right thing for a broken back. Yep. 
the helicopter didn't arrive. It was like this this big hoo-ha, mm-hmm. which I guess an airplane crashing is not one thing going wrong. It's 27. Yeah. That sort of scenario. When he got to the hospital and they'd assessed him and the doctors went through um, his prognosis, he'd broken his T8 and T9, which mm. is your spinal vertebra. Yeah. And the doctors told him he'd never walk again. Yeah. From his chest down, he was uh, paralyzed. Never, ever walk again. Mm. And boy, did he prove them wrong. This, uh, this is, this is really, this is going against probably everything in medical history. Yeah. And he is riding the Dakar. So if, the Dakar. for those of you that, that do not know the Dakar, go and do a little bit of research. It's a, it's like a two week race. It's it, thousands it's, of kilometers. And it's, uh, it's rough. It's rough. It's not like they, they're not, they're not racing a, a, a cool road. Well, he has, he has the reality. Yeah. He's the last, and excuse the pun, standing South African mm. in, in the race. There's no other South Africans. Wow. I didn't actually know that. He's the last standing South African in the Dakar. And um, he's he's going at it, balls to the walls. This oak. So in ten years, what actually happened is um, he he went for a spinal fuse. Yes, is that what you call it? Yeah, they fused his. They fused his spine to try mm. and relieve the pain. Yes, because he had pain. But the doctors believed that this wouldn't help anything. Mm. Before he went in for the op, he had a little twitch in his toe. Yes. So his toe... He, he, Which is a good sign. I don't know if it was a twitch or if you could feel something. He said thing that was tingling. Tingling. Yeah. And when he came out from the op, the tingle was gone. Mm. It was gone. And he was like, well, this is it. This is my new life. And I will be okay with it. And I will... Now I'm really broken. Now I'm really broken. Mm. And a couple of weeks later, the tingle came, came back. Came back. And the tingle turned into a little bit of movement. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely... His legs started working again. Yes. And he went on to start riding bikes. And he's now competing in one of the world's toughest endurance races. So and he is the last standing South African. If you're, if you're in that situation, right? So, um, personally, if, if bikes are your passion or cars, cars are your passion and you have an accident during riding a bike or racing a car, and the same thing happens to you. Would you get back on a bike or get back in a car? I'd like to think that I'd get back on. I'd, I'd like to think that. But I, I can't put myself in that How position. How difficult do you think that that is? How much passion and ambition and drive so must of, he have? I mean, hats off to Joey. He's, he's just an inspirational South African for where he was and where he's gotten to and where he's going. And I think for a lot of South Africans crazy. that might find themselves in the same position, it's just absolutely insane. Here's some messages um, that have come through. Joey is a monster in terms of guts, determination, and being inspirational. Definitely. He is our hero. Another one from Kathy Heaton. Amazing. Testament to the strength of the human spirit. Mm. Go, Joey, go. <laughs> uh, Deborah James. Joey is a hero to all who know him. Peter Brand, Joey, good luck, and we hold thumbs up. That you win the Dakar. Uh, Vincent, Joey is no stranger to wipeouts. I recall a rather curious wipeout. 20, I don't even know who that is, but they know him, obviously. Mm. Henny Combrink, you are flipping crazy. Yeah. And I admire you for that. Huge. Hey. And just wish him 
peace and safety and that he comes out of this one. Well, here's, here's the third truth yes. that I'm going to give you. Mm. I'm now watching the Dakar. <laughs> Have fun. Look at you. No, because of it all. Yes, it, I no, mean, I know. It's amazing. Hashtag support. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> all right. We just posted that story up on two. Twitter on Brendan Hugh. You can go find it there. Mm-hmm. And we're moving on to number two. Casta Semenya's wedding photos and the overwhelming amount of support and love from South Africans. So the trolls came out by the dozens with horrid comments on Casta Semenya's personal social media page after she posted photos of her wedding. But the overwhelmingly responsive outpouring of a positive outpouring of love and support from the majority of South Africans quickly took over. How amazing. So... I mean, I had one person when we posted the story. I had one one person who obviously wasn't happy with it. Well, shame for you. They didn't really like it. Yes. And on on my pages where I posted it, there was an outpouring of support as well. And this one person went, "Okay, so just because they didn't agree with what you were saying, you're going to call them a troll? What is a troll?" <sighs> and and someone else replied, going. Not the one that poops glitter. There we go. They they sort of gave a full explanation of what it was. And that person who originally posted it went, oh, sorry. Exactly. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't just say don't anything, say it. anything, anything just at don't. all. Just that's, don't. That's the reality just of life, Just sit in your right? box. Just in your box. But how amazing is this? I mean, she, she tied the knot on Saturday. And um, yeah. she quickly became the trending topic on social media. And... Uh, uh, she's been with the, with her partner for a very long time. Yeah. And a lot of these people, I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of comments, uh, positive ones, uh, of and look at it. I mean, if you go and you look at the photos and and how happy she is and how happy they are and what it looks like it was was a spiritual moment or like a spiritual day or like full of love. Just the way they're looking at each other and how happy they are in the photos. I think it was beautiful. Is that not what we say? Hashtag love wins. Yes. Love wins. It really, really was beautiful. And congratulations to Castor. We are going to post uh, that story up online. It's going to go onto Brenda Nikki's Twitter. Kerry will retweet it and there will be all sorts of retweets so you can pick <laughs> up on it. We want you to see the amazing photos and more so read the incredible, incredible comments from just... Normal South Africans who get it. Yes. They just get it. All right, Kay, what do we have at number one? 17-year-old KwaZulu-Natal matriculant accepted to study at Harvard. Sasasa Glamini from Westville Boys High School has booked his spot at Harvard University in the U.S. And is determined to learn from the world and bring it back to South Africa. So, what he did, this boy, this young man... He went through the whole, the whole process, the whole administration process. So he had Skype meetings. He filled in forms and he didn't even tell his parents. But it also takes like six, six months, right? Yes. It's a huge process and it's very extensive and it's, I mean, it's, it's hard work. She didn't say expensive. She said extensive. Extensive. <laughs> well, no, the, that process I don't think is the expensive part. I think the expensive part is actually going, I mean, getting accepted to Harvard and then you have to pay all those monies. But. I don't think he does actually. No. I think that he's doesn't. being sponsored. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he didn't even tell his parents. Um, regarding his time in the U.S., Sasa, uh, his name is Sasasa. Okay. I want to engage with people from different backgrounds from me and truly broaden my horizons and my understanding as a global citizen. 
I've worked hard and played to my strengths. I want to stretch myself and my ability to help change the circumstances of people. It's a lengthy process to apply, and it took me six months to prepare my application, which included four motivation essays, as well as a Skype interview, and I had to take the SAT test. So that's the admission test for American universities. There's a 6% admission rate, and I didn't tell my parents because I didn't want them to have to share my possible rejection. But he didn't get rejected. He didn't. He didn't. The 17-year-old is on his way to Harvard. And his parents. Well, sorry, I got, my, I got my words a little bit minced there because it is so flippin' incredible. It's, um, it's just wow that, uh, you know, it's difficult for an American student to get into Harvard. For one of our own to go to uh, Congratulations. Man Alive. And he wants to bring all that information back. Yes, because he said here as well that uh, we need job creation which is sustainable. Wealth accumulation is a problem here and it is a structural issue. We need to be looking at a, at a far wider wealth distribution. Philosophy teaches you how to think and expand your ideas because he's studying economics and philosophy. And that, I mean, geez, that's that's incredible. He's 17 years old. Wow. His parents as well also said, we're ecstatic on hearing the news. We are so blessed. My wife and I believe in education and we invested in education for our three children. We came from Zalu, uh, Umlazi and feel indebted to the school, which is the epitome of what school should be in our, in our South African context in terms of transformation. Totally, totally, totally. We're going to put all of those stories up online Take so you can read them. Take a feather out of those caps. Going to put them all online so you can read them. It's just good stuff, good things. Uh, in South Africa's only top good news chart show. Only. The only, only one. The only one. A couple of messages coming through. Uh, CC says, couldn't agree more. We need the rain so badly. Africa needs rain and water before winter arrives. Um, well, I hope that you're stocking up on that water. I hope that you are doing that. We've had a WhatsApp come in as well. Um, he either wrote Moi or Moo. I'm not <laughs> too sure, but it's there. And um, thank you for your messages. I think it might be Moi. <laughs> Moi moi. All right, so um, the next person that we're going to get into studio is an absolute inspiration. Every week we get to interview incredible South Africans doing amazing things, and this week is no different. Samke Mlongo Ngwenya, don't want to get her name wrong because she'll, well she'll kick my ass. Look at that. She is a phenomenal South African banker, a feminist. We'll chat about that. Mm. And Frugal Kugel will um, unpack that as well. But mostly, I want to dig deep into her story. I met her last year, November, when we were doing a talk together. And when I say that she slays, you have no idea. This woman has been through so much in her life. And, um, and she's literally here to inspire South African women. And men even, because mm. she, she inspired me to be better. Um, before we get her into studio, I've actually found her theme tune, which I want her to use from now on um, when she goes on stage. Samke, I hope you, I hope you like this. My next guest can be as delicate as a flower or a warrior on a throne. And that's exactly why I chose that song to kick off um, her segment. Uh, she's literally slaying like the Queen of Swords. I met her last year, November. We were doing a talk together and I was blown away. Blown away. Um, I asked her to marry me on Twitter, which she said she would, and maybe today's the day. Uh, we just had a really good time and I, and I believe her story is so important for all South Africans and more so 
Damn it, it's the beginning of the year. We all need to be focusing on our finances. She calls herself an South African, I'll call her a South African banker, a feminist, which um, I need to unpack that, and a frugal kugel. I'd like to welcome Samke to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Brent. How are you? It's amazing to have you in the hot seat. <laughs> we have been speaking about this since November. I know, I know. I've been dying to come here and chat with you. I'm so glad we finally did it. And now you're playing with me on radio, which is uh, absolutely amazing. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kick off. You. You literally blew me away with the talk that you did oh. when we did our, our conference speakers talk back in November. Yeah. And um, our listeners might not know who you are. I know everybody on Facebook and social media does. <laughs> I, my, my Twitter and my Facebook has been going mad ever since this morning. Um, but I mean, you, I, I don't even know where to start your story. So you met a guy in university or high school? Varsity. In varsity. Varsity sweethearts, boy meets girl, you know, um, we have a surprise baby. I don't call it a mistake. I call it a surprise, but baby, but basically I had a baby in varsity and we decided to do the right thing and in inverted commas get married. And, you know, life was dandy for a while and, um, you know, things go well, like financially and, um, Socially, and you know, we just like sort of the picture perfect family, 2.4 kids, the Labrador, the picket fence, the house, and the golf estate. But you know, over time, things soured, and for a long time, I was sort of covering it up using materials. And you know, if we'd fight, then we'd just fly to Dubai, or if he'd done something terrible, then it's just like, oh, here's a car type of thing. But after a while, those things don't really mean that much, you know, mm-hmm. like the novelty wears off, and and then what's, what remains is, you know, that four walls that you are within and the person that's lying next to bear with you. So, um, I'm not going to pretend I'm the perfect person. I'm not going to pretend I didn't do anything wrong. But I think the lesson I try to share from my story is don't be afraid to do what makes you happy. Um, just because that's what society expects from you. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, after varsity, were you, were you, Working at the time or were you looking after kids and being a house mom? No, no, I did work. I did work. So I finished my degree and I did work. Um, and, but the thing is his career progressed much faster than mine. So in varsity, you know, that there's that sort of equality. I mean, we'd even have duty weeks to say you're cooking this week. I'm cooking this week, which for me as a feminist is how I believe life mm. should be led. Right. But then, um, the, the faster his career progressed and the more money he made. And I guess the more time constraints there were on him, um, the more the roles changed. And so I had to play more the girly, girly wifey, make sure there's juice in the fridge and the kids are bathed and ready for bed by the time I get home home and um he was more sort of running and um, making that income and chasing that paper and cutting that career and i'm like but i wanted that too i i've never had aspirations of sort of being mm. a stay-at-home mom i i was a career beep beep you know what i mean like i've always wanted to work in a high-rise building and leave the office late and you know when we had baby like i said in inverted commas we did the right thing but was it the right thing for me yeah yeah, yeah. wow so i i mean it happens to many South Africans and perhaps many South Africans don't talk about it as openly that they'll stay in this relationship because of power or money or whatever those factors are that are swirling around in this moment, in mm-hmm. this chapter. And you decided, I want more. Yeah. Um, so it saddens me when I see a lot of um, women and I guess men 
to a large degree now, staying in relationships or marriages that they're unhappy in because they don't have um, the support to leave, they don't have the finances to leave, they don't have the confidence to leave. Um, someone said to me that the level of BS that you will tolerate as a person is directly inversely proportionate to your level of self-esteem. Mm. So the lower your self-esteem, the higher of BS you'll tolerate. And I, Man, that, that, that is so sobering. That's, just, that's, <laughs> that's a powerful. sobering thought. Yeah. So for me, I think with my talks, they, 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 they are financially based and the lessons are financial in nature. But I think my story helps to contextualize why being financially independent is so important. Because even if you think back into history, marriage, you know, as an institution, one of the reasons that people got married was for economic benefit and it made economic sense. That's how you've still got child marriages in Africa in sort of North and West Africa for economic sense. Now, if those families and women and children are empowered and um, have a financial trajectory that says that you will be able to fend for yourself. I think that's one of the key tools for ending child marriage or mm. sort of slowing it down. And I think it's one, it's, it is absolutely the key tool to ensuring that there is um, limited abuse by um, husbands or human beings in power over another in any situation um, mm. because power does corrupt we know that. We know, mm-hmm. we know that. That's mm-hmm. a, that's and absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. And, and that's your, I mean, this is where you've taken your talks and this is what we're doing now is, is you're going out there and, and, and not only your talks, cause you do it on your social media timeline. <laughs> you are writing articles. You're in different TV shows and news and I see you all over the place. Yeah. And you have this message of financial independence. Yeah. So I try make, um, Finances are part of your everyday life. That's why I, I I try not look like a banker. So I'm wearing colors and you know looking I'm, fabulous, I'm, honey. I'm, I'm gonna post a photo. <laughs> she is a diva. I know. Yes. <laughs> so I just for too long, finance has been seen as this thing that is exclusive and up there in the sky somewhere in these ivory towers, or for sort of men in suits. And I'm saying every moment you wake, you're making a financial decision. Mm. When you decide whether I'm gonna shower, bath, that's a financial decision, honey. When you decide whether I'm gonna take a packed lunch or I'm going to buy food on the road. That's a financial decision. So I try to make finances a way of everyday, a part of everyday life. And I try to speak in normal terms because sometimes, let's be honest, as finance people, we just use big words to justify our existence, okay? And our fee. <laughs> but when we are honest, all these concepts are really very basic and very simple. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's get the consumer and the client in a position where they're financially sophisticated because it actually makes more financial sense anyway for us as financial services providers because instead of having the regulator come and like bring in new laws to protect consumer, protect the consumer, mm. educate the consumer so that they're in a position to economically and viably transact with the banks. You can do more deals. You can do more sophisticated deals. You can charge bigger fees. And in so doing, you can protect help people themselves. enter into more sophisticated transactions, create wealth, start mm. businesses. Etc. It's a win-win situation. I don't understand why we need to use complex language and complex loan agreements and just say sign here, and people don't even understand what they're doing. Mm. And then at the end of the day, they can't even repay you, and then you're busy chasing after them. What is the point? What is the point exactly? Um, your advice is you do put it into layman's terms, and we're yes. able to understand better as you know, as average Joes. We we sort of on the streets. We've got money. We're sort of spending it. We don't know what we're doing. And your yeah. advice mm. a lot of the time puts things into a a, an easier context And I'll give you an example Over the Christmas season You were putting up posts About um, getting your debit orders ready Putting your money away So you can be ready And one of one of the best 
pieces of advice, and I'll let you give it, <laughs> was about don't don't shower shower me with presents if you don't have the money to do it. Yeah, rather, exactly. I want you as a as a loving family member, and I love you. I want you to be financially independent. Mm. So even if you can just spend a moment with me, that'll be a lot more than than buying me a gift. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I remember that post and it was basically around, you know, there are so many expectations that are put onto people by um, our family members. You know, now that I saw you on TV, you must be making money. Uh, no. Um, or now that you're working or now that you've got a job, now that you live in Joburg, you must be making money. And it puts such pressure on especially the youth or the working population to sort of send money home. Or, um, I had people inboxing me telling me that their family members want to, um, bring, build a new door, build a new room because there's family members coming and they want to, they want to house them and they want to know that their child is successful. And I'm like, darling, and she's telling me that, you know, she's struggling with rent, she's struggling with this, but she doesn't want to disappoint her family. So I put that post up almost as a, it's okay mm. for you guys to be feeling this way to those people that have that those expectations put on them, but also to those people with expectations to say, guys, wouldn't you rather that the person you've got these expectations of is in a position where they are so financially strong, they can buy you gifts or build your houses into perpetuity instead of asking them to build you a damn room in 2016 mm. that they're paying off until 2022 and it's impacting their financial growth and ability. I think one of the reasons we're not seeing as much uh, financial transformation as we'd like to see is because the minute that people make a little bit of money, there are all these expectations on them. When you've passed over the baton, let the person run that race as hard and as fast as they can. You know, as a parent, I know that I want nothing from my children except for them to be as as good as they can be to run as fast as they can. I will build whatever legacy I can now, and I want them to take it forward. You know, things like hearing, um, reading in the newspapers that people are spending more than they can afford to on their school fees because they know their children will look after them in future. What is the point? Yeah, well, you know, I think the theme for today is what is the point? Like, just ask yourself, what is the point? You know, you're educating this person so that they can look after you. Honey, just take out a pension fund, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Talking, okay, so pension funds and, and, and putting money into kids. Saving. Mm. South Africans are terrible Very bad. at saving. It's, it's one of the worst things. And maybe because we're not taught. I don't think they teach you at school to rather save your money, put money away. What advice do you have for the current South African earning, earning a medium salary? Um, how do they save? So saving begins with the affirmation that you are already enough. I know that sounds so airy-fairy, like, oh my gosh, don't change channels. Trust me, I know I'm going with this. What I'm saying is I find a lot of people are unable to save because they are busy spending money to prove a point, to prove they've arrived, to prove they're smarter than the person they went to school with because now they drive a bigger car and they have a better position and, and, and. We spend so much money trying to prove a point. Stop proving a point. That's why my financial lessons start on the basis of some girl went from fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy trips, and the minute she decided to stop proving a point, okay, mm. she realized, actually, I can go on my own. I do have enough to be on my own. I did have to downgrade my life hard, but the self-esteem that I had to say, I am more than enough. I know I'm a good person. I know I work hard. I know I'm smart meant that I don't have to prove myself other than in my craft or in my social media posts, which literally cost me nothing. So your saving should begin at the point of being realistic with yourself, understanding where your money goes and why. So it's all good and well to say, look through your bank statements. That means nothing. You're going to look at it, throw it away and carry on with your life, honey. Mm. Understand why you are spending what you're spending. Why do you feel you absolutely have to go to the hair salon every week? Why can't you go every other week? Oh, because I can't be seen with the hair of place, darling. Why not? Okay? Because of what people will think. <laughs> 
Nuh-uh. You should be worried about what you are thinking about your bank balance, honey, because while you're worried about other, what other people think, some gets busy saving her money, driving around in a polo, and sending money to her London account while you are worried about driving a big German car. And, th- and that is flipping important. Amen. Society and media, and they, they put such pressure such, such a commu- consumerist culture, such a consumerist culture, and uh, we need to start being producers, not consumers. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking, how much? How can I make more money? Not how can I spend money? Okay, I know that every time I walk out the door, someone's trying to take my money, mm. and that is the truth. Every retailer, every parking attendant, okay, she must give them something, but everywhere everyone, you go, everyone, mm. everyone is the minute you step out your door, someone is trying to take your money. I mean, try walk out your door without your purse and see how long you last in the world. Uh, no. Maybe that maybe that's a good challenge actually to put your purse away <laughs> for one day. I've yes. tried that. It's quite scary. <laughs> I, I don't think it's, it's. No, I left it at home, and I'm driving, and I'm like, yes. Uh, I wonder if this petrol is going to get me where I need to go and back. Yes. Okay. Well, like, like some people are saying, and then it's also, not just the petrol. No, it's the it's car everything. guards. It's the, everywhere you go, someone's trying to take your money. Yes. But it's also like an automatic thing. You want to walk into, uh, oh, wait, hold on. I can't go in there. I don't have any money on me. Yes. It's, it's very sort of, it, it's, it's a, it's a huge realization that, that you are, you're walking out of your door and you spend money. Yes. Everybody wants it. And you walk into the shop and you're like, no, wait, I actually can't go into this parking garage because I don't have money to pay. I, I can't it go in there. It's a different experience. Yes. If you, if, I mean, we're talking about saving and we're talking about tips. If you had one tip, one big tip for the start of the year, the first quarter from a financial point of view for South Africans, what would you say? Set one financial goal, just one, whether it's, Paying off a store account, whether it's halving a credit card facility, whether it's, you know, um, making sure that you've dented your car balance by 10%, whatever it is, you don't need a financial advisor to give you a financial goal. The financial advisor that's going to give you the financial goal is waiting for you in the mirror. Okay. So choose one financial goal. And then this is where I sweeten the deal. Give yourself a reward. For meeting that financial goal. So tell yourself, if I kill my credit card balance, I'm going to get myself a pair of shoes for a thousand rand, for instance. Or if I settle the store account, I'm going to get myself a bottle of perfume. Setting a financial goal on its own is painful. It's like going on diet. You're just like, okay, my personality will take care of the rest. Okay, honey, you know, but it can also be refreshing. It can be refreshing, etc. But you know, I, I, so you start making excuses for why you can't stick to that goal you've set. But if you peg a reward to it, then your motivation is not so much settling that debt, but getting that reward at the end of it. So I've got my vision board for 2017. I've got my Mm. goals for 2017. And with each goal, I've got differing rewards. So ordinarily, I'd step into 2A, buy a pair of Louboutins. And I'm like, no, honey, unless you've secured X, you can't get that pair of Louboutins. Mm. Okay? And that will help fuel your life whilst achieving your goals and giving you the necessary rewards. I don't want finances to be painful. I don't want saving to be painful. What I love what, what I love what you said there is it's almost like a diet, right? So if you don't have a cheat day on a Sunday, you're not going to get through your diet. It's going to be absolutely horrible. If you haven't set your goal and set those little yay moments where, hey, I lost a kilogram, now I can have a piece of chocolate, whatever that is. Exactly. It's the same with finances. It's the same with getting your debt down. You need to set those goals and you need to work towards them so that you can celebrate. And once you've celebrated, you'll be good to go on the next one. Uh- it almost gives you a little boost of let me do my next one and that's the thing as well some people don't even know what their debt is and who they owe money to that's Mm. very scary that is that is a conversation for a whole nother segment i know (laughs) 
Samke, what are, what are your plans for 2017? I mean, you've set yourself goals. We're doing uh, the speaking. You have a day job. Um, let, what is a feminist? Let's first start there. What is a feminist? Feminist, F-A-I-R. I believe in fairness, equity, justice. So I believe that um, I should be, I, I don't want to call it feminist, F-E-M, because people mm-hmm. then think that you're putting males down or you're advancing the female agenda. I'm advancing an agenda where uh, it's based on a merit, meritocracy and society basically rewards you on the level of work you put out, um, how good you are as a person. I believe in karma, etc. So even in terms of how I interact with people and even in terms of my day job and my clients, I try and make sure that I put them in a position where I'm like, this is the reality of the deal. I'm not just here trying to meet my budget so I make my bonus, honey. I'm here to make sure that you are holistically taken care of because the longer you're in a financial, financially healthy position, the more deals I can do with you, the more money I can do with you. And yes, it may take more time, but you'll even refer me to your friends and family and I'll get a bigger client base, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a holistic customer lifetime value outlook that I have in terms of my day job. Um, that's why I'm cemented in my feminist approach. In terms of my relationships, I feel that if we are both career go-getters, then let's outsource some of these menial tasks. Why do I have to cook for you every day if, you know, I could be better served speaking to 300 people on financial literacy and here you are wanting your pop and steak. I mean, <laughs> honey, <laughs> really. Hashtag feminist. Plans for 2017. Where are we going to go? We're speaking, we're working, we're doing things. What, what are our goals? Oh, darling. Um, we have big plans for 2017. Stay tuned. I am going to be launching my website and official platform, which is very collaborative because I think for a long time, pe- bankers have tried to separate finances from lifestyle. Mm. Bankers always don't, don't, don't. I'm like, do, 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 but on a budget, honey. Okay. So I want you to travel and I want you to drink your champagne and I want you to dress fly. On a budget. On a budget. And I am going to create a platform that helps you do both. And I want everyone to contribute. We're going to share tips. And if you found a bargain somewhere, honey, I want you to post on there that this is the bargain that we found. And we're like, yay. And I want, you know, if you, there's a flight special somewhere or if there's, you know, jet last week, Friday, I had school shows for 10 Rand, for instance. You know, some people knew only after the fact. I want my platform to be the go-to a place, one-stop shop for someone that says, you know what, I love my fabulous life, but I want to be financially responsible. So I am going to give that to you, honey. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I'm so excited. Samke, I don't know where the time's gone. Um, I need you to do a shout out for your your uh, social media. How do people follow you? How do they get involved? And and where are we going to get the updates about the website? Okay, dogs. So Samke Mshongongwenya is where you can find me on Facebook. Um, on Twitter, I am at JustSamke.com. So that's at J-U-S-T-Samke.D-O-T-C-O-M. On Instagram, at JustSamke.com. Or you can just Google me, darling, and just find me on LinkedIn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'll be putting up all updates on all my social media platforms. I will just make sure you know, okay? I will make a lot of noise. But to everyone that's friends with me on Facebook, that follows me on Twitter, that follows me on Instagram, thank you so, so much for the support. Um, literally, when I was going through my deepest, darkest moments, you know, I did kneel down one day and I said, God, if I'm finding it so hard to get through these days and I'm a banker, how much more those other women and other people that don't even have financial sophistication, you know, when I didn't even have 10 rand for mayonnaise for coleslaw, I literally, I did not. I had to have cabbage, mm. carrot and, and um, uh, apple juice because I didn't have 10 rand for mayonnaise. I made a deal with God. I said, God, if you get me out of this, I'll make sure I use everything I have to make sure that for the next person it's a little bit easier. So you guys have literally made that come true. You guys have made the whole experience so worth it. And I love you for it. I did not even... 
lie when wow. I said how inspirational she is. I follow her on social media. Um, I am going to marry her one day. <laughs> and <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and uh, before that all happens, I'm going to post all of her links up online so that you can get in touch with her as well. Samke, thank you for being on The Good Stuff. Thank you, darling. Absolutely incredible. This is The Good Stuff. Jeepers, man. Kerry? I am blown away. Okay, but that wasn't even half of her story. So you've got no clue. Like, you have no clue. Uh, what some has been through and what she's done and what she's doing, it just, I'm blown away. And, and if more South Africans could hear her story, follow her, Definitely. And, and be part of it, but it from would be... all walks of life. No, totally. Totally, totally. All right. So the next person that I have is no stranger to the good stuff. Um, Who's Mark, that guy? <laughs> Mark, Mark Sham. This is what I'm going to actually do because I don't think you've updated your Twitter profile in a while. So this is, this is where we're going. Not the boy next door who runs a little business that grew. Idealist turned entrepreneur with a marketing background and a love for people. Is that still relevant? No. Uh, yeah, I, I, yes and no. Mm. You tell me. <laughs> Marky, you know what? I, I think you're very modest. Um, I think you've done a lot. We're actually on Facebook Live. So if anybody is, is listening and wants to see in the studio as well, you can visit Mark Shab's page. <laughs> um, he's got us on Facebook, Facebook Live. I'm thankful that I've lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Brenty, you actually haven't done bad, China, at all yeah, for the December holidays. The December Neither holidays. of you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my secret after the show. Um, all right. So where, where the hell are we? Suits and sneakers. Um, we have uh, your your collab space that you've opened. Mm. Um, we have a new tourist thing that you're doing. Um, where, where, I mean, Mark, what's happening? It's 2017, bro. Okay, so uh, it sounds like there's a lot going on, probably because Suits and Sneakers is evolving all the time. Yes. In fact, my life is becoming more simpler than ever before. All I do is focus on Suits and Sneakers. I made a very happy move in about October, November last year, where I'm officially employed by Suits and Sneakers. Hashtag Which, boom. Yeah, that's, it's a big thing to actually say I earn my living from suits and wow. sneakers. And the reason that's so important is because I get to say that I focus on it almost a hundred percent now. Uh, there's nothing else that's taking my attention away. So, uh, 2016 was a big year for us. Uh, as you mentioned, we got to do a few things like we got to open up a co-working space. Mm. Yes. Uh, and that's very much part of a bigger vision that I have. Uh, it does two things for me in short. One, it obviously helps us foster entrepreneurship, but more importantly, um, in this quest that we have to provide free education, I believe the answer is a blend between physical classroom style education yes. and online e-learning. Mm. And the only way that we can give or offer free education to the masses in the long run is that we have to have a property that can generate its own income, but that can double up as a classroom uh, and a campus. Mm. So the it's idea is that if smart. we get our co-working space working the way we think it will, mm. we will open up, and I'm not joking about this number, a hundred across the country. What? Because what it will do is double up as a hundred campuses that we can offer free education from. Um, and that it's kind of self uh, fulfilling. So that's why the co-working space has become so vital to what I'm doing. Sure. And we're finally making headway with developing this online e-learning uh, platform. Uh, we're starting to generate enough revenue really to develop it. It's still in its early, early phases, but uh, that's what's happening. Susan Sneaker's main event is getting a facelift in May, so it will turn into a two-slash-three-day two event, uh, but still keeping the main event, which will still be free as always. Mm. And that's basically my story. I, I'm going to take everybody a step back because Mark, uh, and I, and you, you can call me out on this and tell me I'm wrong, but Suits and Sneakers was born because you got rid of your TV. 
Yeah, it got born for a few reasons. Uh, TV was part of it. The other part was that I was sitting in Amsterdam around my 30th birthday, and I just, it's like a little utopia, Amsterdam. Uh, not just because the weed is legal. Um, but on a serious note, the, the reason, uh, it's so, de- the people are so developed. Mm. And I just looked at this place and I was like, I'm not ready to, to jump ship back home. You know, I don't want to leave. But I do want home to be this developed. And I think the only way is education. Not just the kind of education, I'm not just talking school and university, but 21st self- century Absolutely. education. So that was part of it. Another part of it was, as you mentioned, I started watching TED Talks mm. and I just realized that I don't have enough time in the day to watch TV and TED Talks. And I loved TED Talks. So I threw the TV out for a little bit. I'm very happy to say the TV's back. There's no right. DSTV. I'm just purely connected to the internet, so now I just watch TED on my TV. Well, they're, they're, that's exactly the way you do it now. <laughs> yes. I've got a TED app that's on my TV. Yeah, it's the best thing on the planet. It's I exactly just don't that. watch TV. Well, TED, YouTube, uh, I'm going to let one slide. I do have Netflix. Um, okay. But I actually got Netflix for one very specific reason, that there was a Tony Robbins documentary mm. on there that I, I wanted did, to watch. I, I've watched it. Have you watched it? Yeah, blown away. He is uh, – Tony Robbins might be the most incredible human being on this planet. The amount of amazing work that guy does is just absolutely phenomenal. And and the things that, that bring mind about him, authentic, true – and honest. Yes. And I don't think people realize that about him without getting too sidetracked. Until you start to, I started to listen to a lot of his podcasts and then watching a lot of his stuff online. And that's when I realized this Oaks for real. Uh, no jokes about mm. it. If, if you haven't seen it, go watch the documentary. We're not going to give you any more info. I'm speaking about you and what you're doing and how things are going. Um, so Suits and Sneakers has evolved into this incredible space where we're now doing, um, education. You're educating the masses. Um, you're going to be offering free classes online. There's a whole bunch of different things that you're planning. Yeah. So what's, what's in store for 2017 is that, um, we are starting to, Offer more and more, uh, training workshops, conferences, etc. that corporates effectively buy into, um, with the view of building this online e-learning platform. So again, I think that the future of education is blended learning. Mm. It's blended. The problem with physical classroom style education, it costs money. Um, but online e-learning scales, but it's not super emotional or social and there's no accountability to online learning. As it stands now. So blending the two. In other words, you come to a classroom, you get the emotional impact that comes with being taught face to face, but then leaving with a whole bunch of stuff to do online afterwards and melding between the two, you know, physical classroom online, I think is the future. Uh, I'm obviously being very brief, but I think that's that. Mm. So we're, we're adopting this model that we're trying to get more and more companies across South Africa to buy in. Um, because companies, need to develop their people. So it, they're not doing it because they feel sorry for us. They need what we're trying to offer. Mm. But in turn, we're using the money that we generate from corporate South Africa to effectively build a platform which will double up uh, as free to people who finish school and don't have the money to be able to go to mm. university. That's that's a long-term plan. So it's, I must be honest, I don't know how – that was the idea when I started, but it was so far down the I line. Was, I was going to ask you, right? We're, we're two and a half years in, I do believe. But 18 months in, one and a half years in. 18, I'd felt like a little bit longer. I know. I, I was at the first Suits and Sneakers. Yeah, July 2015. Jeepers creepers. Yeah. For those of you that don't remember and that are listening on Facebook Live, <laughs> I was actually one of the speakers yes, at the first yeah. Suits and Sneakers. You were actually the first person I spoke to and asked to speak ever at uh, Suits and Sneakers. You and I met at Nickel Way at one of the restaurants. I pitched... Um, the idea of suits and sneakers to you and you just said to me cool I'm in what yeah, do I I'm need in. to do what do I need to do tell me uh, 18 months later did we know that it would get to where it is now did you have this foresight um, I'm sure you had an idea did you think that it would become this whole 
different learning school? I mean, my hope from the beginning was that it would it would continue to grow. So I really have given it my all. So I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I'm not shocked that it's gotten big, but the way it's evolved, you can never plan how something's going to work perfectly. You know, the people I've met, the twists and turns that it's taken, and the timeline. It's happened timeline. really quickly. But we've been very lucky with timeline. I, I, I really learned something that you'll appreciate. Uh, I was reading a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind over December, mm. and this guy uh, who wrote the book said, "Social capital is as real as physical capital." Yeah. And I think the one thing uh, that stood me in good standing was that I. I was lucky enough from previous ventures on things that I'd done to go connect with good people. Mm. And, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here like, like mm. yourself who made my life easier by getting involved. And this is the beauty of suits and sneakers. Everybody's allowed to have their own projects, but every once in a while we all come together under this one banner and it's okay. You know, you're allowed to have two favorites for that one night or that one evening, whatever it is that that's the benefit. So for example, all the speakers that have uh, joined us in the last uh, 18 months for that night and for that build up, they're allowed to punt this thing as hard as they want because it's, it's not going against yeah. anything that they do. Mm. And that makes a big difference. Well, the, the, the first time and, and when you did suits and sneakers and I was one of the speakers, that was the first time I ever ever got on stage and spoke 18 months ago and I now have a career from it um, I speak weekly at different events conferences uh, people pull me out and put me on stage and say go tell your story t- tell something yeah. and um, and that I think is an accolade as well it was the first time. I think mine was how long was mine mine was about nine or ten years ago what? Mark was my social media um, teacher. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. That was right in the beginning. Yeah. A, blast, yeah. a blast from the you past. See. Blast you from see. the past. Yeah. Because I almost forget are. that that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> Man alive. Now look where we are. So 2017, we've got big plans for suits and sneakers, but you've recently started something which is not a business. Mm. It's something to inspire South Africans. Oh, and I was meant to join you on Saturday but I must be honest, um, it, the rain scared me. And, me too. And so I didn't come. But <laughs> tell us a little bit more about it. Okay. So I'm an avid traveler. Mm. Uh, I love, I'm lucky enough to travel the world. I was in London over December. Uh, as cold as it was, it was the perfect trip for me where I was in my life. Mm. Uh, long story short, I really met a lot of South Africans who are living there. And I just realized... Uh, again and again and again that the grass is not green on the other side. It's nothing against whenever you leave your own country, you effectively give up a whole bunch of stuff and you gain some other stuff. Depending mm-hmm. on the kind of person you are will depend on if you love or hate it that side. So I really learned some important lessons. But the other lesson that I learned on top of this was how Londoners treat London like a playground. And I just realized how mm-hmm. guilty I am of getting into this rut Look, I'm an adventurer by nature, but even I get into this rut where when I'm at home, I wait for overseas trips to be super adventurous uh, and I kind of get into a routine here. So something just stuck with me and I decided to create this sideline project. It sounds like I'm going uh, back against my word, but only on weekends. And the idea is to act like a tourist in my own country. And so all I'm trying to do, it's on weekends. I'm trying to gather as many people to go and do different things with me, see different parts of the country. Um, thanks to Suits and Sneakers, I, we've got a little team now. I've got some videographers and, and things like that. So in the coming weeks, wherever we go, we're going to start documenting the content. Cool. And Very then putting cool. online. And all it is about is, hey, South Africans, check out what we've got around us. Such and a why don't country, we, exactly. Why don't we treat each weekend like an adventure mm. and do something different? Uh, and that's, that's it. And I can't believe it. I just started a little Facebook page and an Instagram account. 
and people just started taking to Rolling. it. Well, here's the reality. Humans uh, are creatures of habit. Mm. And if we, if we get stuck in that rut, on a Thursday night, we'll say, ah, let's go to uh, Papelino's for dinner. Because yeah. last week, Thursday, we went to Papelino's for dinner. Mm. And the Thursday before that, we went to Papelino's and for dinner. And then everybody goes to Papelino's every Thursday for it, dinner. It becomes this thing yeah. that you do wherever your area is. It's creature comforts around your area yeah. that you continue to do. And it falls on the weekend as well. Yeah. On a Saturday, you'll be like, oh, well, let's go play football at the football field or whatever. Mm. Yes. What you did on Saturday, and I was late. I was going to the damn anyway. So I, thought, <laughs> Let me, I looked, at, I saw, and I'm like, why didn't, why didn't no, no, you no, 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 no. We, we, didn't work we, out we planned, but I thought uh, the cheese farm in the rain, I don't know. It worked out, by the way. I saw the photos. It yes. looked amazing. Yeah, it really did. Um, so we went to the same place, the windmill uh, restaurant, which is actually, it's a great restaurant. Yes. Not so great on social media at the moment. After I posted yeah. it, I was like, damn it, man. God, I just go to one place and have a good time. But I had a good time. Yes. So, so we went to different, the same place at different times. And I looked at your photos afterwards and I thought, why aren't more mm. people doing this? Yeah. And you're going to inspire people to do that, to go out there and see their country, see their city, see their neighbors and just do something that's a little bit different. South Africans suffer from a thing. I, I genuinely believe it. My friend John Sane talks about it. South Africanism. We always see ourselves so in, it's underlying as inferior. It's a weird yes. thing. We do things in its weird way. So we don't think we're good enough. Uh, we don't think our country's good enough oftentimes. And it's amazing because when I was in London and I was talking to not only South Africans, but people who have been to South Africa from all over Europe, they talk about our place. Granted, they don't live here, but they talk about South Africa like it's the best thing they've ever been to. Mm. And I just, I love this country. I'm, I'm pot committed to it. So, and you're right. We just need a, South Africans at the same time are a little bit sheepish. If I'm being honest, they, we, and that we just, they need to be taken the other way. So the more we get out, this is the beauty of social media. The more people see other people getting out like that. And every time the group gets a little bit bigger and bigger, uh, I have no doubt that it's a matter of time. Definitely. And to be honest with you, I'm not being mean. I don't care either way. I'm having the best time <laughs> just adventuring on my weekend. Okay, it's like so what we just discussed as well. We are good enough. We are good enough. Uh, it's we like, are. Like a tourist. You can find that on Instagram and, and Facebook. Um, what are, where are we going this weekend? I'm going to, I'm going back to Hearties because there was a place that I found out about called Defetta Mossel. Yes, I which saw is this that. Man-made like beach, beach restaurant. <laughs> it's like Strandlöpe if you've ever been yes. in uh, Longabon. And they've got the same thing, eight course meal. It's an hour from Johannesburg. It's 250 bucks for the. It's an hour from the south. It's 20, 20 minutes from, from my house. Really, I just want to tell you something. I no longer live in the south, eh? So you've moved. I've moved six wow. months ago to Greenstone. I know. <laughs> I just got called out for it. From the south <laughs> to the east. I uh, actually can't handle it, um, but we'll always be from the south. Yes, no, I'll always be from the south. Um, so two fifty for their buffet. I sound like I'm, I'm just. I found this place out, and they don't have a liquor license, so you can bring your own booze. Oh wow! Which so basically it's like sold me. a proper me. Pretoria wow. Soki Jewel. So you guys, um, your group, and and it'll be on the Facebook page and all that. But you yeah. guys are going through on Saturday at about what time? Uh, well, it starts at twelve. You have to pre-book if you want to go. But next weekend there'll be something, and the weekend after there'll be. It's just, I just decided literally every weekend there will be an adventure. I think it's really cool, and I'm going to join. Um, I'm going to come on your adventures. You and I get along kinder, so it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll like be okay. And if Brent lands up posting about it on social media, then you know it's really <laughs> over. Well, this is what I said, is that this year I'm going to use my check-ins to really matter. Yes. I think um, Facebook, the, the whole check-in vibe, they were trying to compete with Foursquare and whatever mm. was going on. And then it became a, I'm going to gym again, and I'm going to gym again, yes. and I'm going to gym again, which I, I don't agree with. No. 
So I'm going to start using my check-ins for things that matter. And it's exactly what you're doing, right? Go to a place you like it, tell people. Go to a place you don't like it, tell people as well. Be like, avoid it, man. I didn't enjoy it. But can we elaborate on that one point? Please don't talk badly about a place that you haven't been to and you haven't seen bad things done with your own damn eyes, for God's sake. (laughs) I'm so tired of hearing people. My rant will be over soon, I swear. I'm so tired (laughs) of listening to people talk about something they heard or read. And it kills me. So if you saw it, write about it. If you didn't see it, please don't write about it. I think, um, so in Gareth's show, every Monday morning, they bring in Richard Mulholland to do his rant. Mm. I think we need a Mark Shamphone in to do like a rant of of the day. It just happened. Which, by the way, I just want to tell you, I saw Rich yesterday. He's a character. I love him. He's the character of characters. Love him, love him, love him. Good guy. All right. So we've got a whole bunch of things going on. Suits and sneakers. We've got the tourist thing. We've got the uh, co-working space. How do people follow you in one concise space where do they get hold of everything that you do yeah, i think it's really the, the easiest and best way is the following just find suits and sneakers on facebook we really pro the mm. the use of facebook uh, we've got a youtube channel which is about to become it's active but we're about to record so much content uh free content for days but mainly facebook on suits and, on uh, sorry suits and sneakers on facebook uh, suits and sneakers on twitter mm. uh, and if you want uh, i'd I, I say more good things than bad things on things like Twitter. Uh, I managed to get the handle before anybody else. So I'm at Mark Shab. Yeah. Uh, and that's, a, that's it. If you want to join us for the Like a Tourist thing, it's that simple equally. Uh, at Like a Tourist ZA on both Facebook. And Instagram. It's that awesome. simple. That's Mark Sham for all sorts of things. It's exciting suits and sneakers. Um, and I'm going to be doing a Like a Tourist uh, adventure soon. So follow my Facebook as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is the good stuff on Cliff Central. 17 more will bury me. And that song was just for Travis Kruger. You asked me to play it. <laughs> wow, we've got some... Um... Well, we're we not... A, just... Uh, I love you guys and thanks for messaging. We're not a music show, but I did it anyway. So you got a I request. Because I care. All right. So inspirational South Africans. That was Mark Sham. We've got another Mark in studio with us, Mark Khan, a practicing clinical psychologist of 36 years. I'm nervous to be sitting in front of him. He might be judging me and management consultant with 18 years of experience. He has devoted his life to helping people realize self love without arrogance, which is just beautiful in itself. Um, his greatest purpose is to ignite transformation, healing and joy in the lives of his clients in order for them to reach their greatest performance and higher self esteem. He sounds like my spirit animal. Exactly. Welcome to the good stuff, Mark. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. It's great to have you in studio. Um, the reason you're here today is not to clinically, psychologically, my mind. No, definitely it. not. <laughs> We're here to talk about your new book that you've written, Love Yourself for No Reason. Yes, indeed. Tell us a little bit more about it. What's it about? Well, you know what I realized after many years of work is that we love kids for no reason. Mm. They can do all sorts of crazy stuff, behave badly, be difficult, demanding, and we love them. And then they get to a certain age, and now they have to perform. They have to succeed and behave according to a certain set of values, and then we'll love them. Mm. So the love becomes conditional. And for me, that's a prison, a prison of self-rejection, because people fear not being good enough, making mistakes, screwing up, failing, letting people down, causing conflict, being difficult, and they judge themselves and they live in this cage of self-rejection for the rest of their lives. I see so many successful people who are successful, fulfilled, made money, love their work, 
And underneath it, they have immense insecurities because they never feel that they're good enough. Why, why, why is that? Why do people grow up not loving themselves? Well, because their parents teach them and their teachers teach them how to reject themselves. So let's take, for example, we're told to be honest, mm. but we're told to be kind. You can't now, be honest and kind. Precisely. Nobody ever has a, a dialogue with us to say it's really a good thing to be kind to other people. But it's also very important to be honest with them. And that's mm. going to conflict with being kind sometimes. So let's start talking about that. And then when we're unkind, you know, you clobber your little sister or you're, you're <laughs> nasty to your brother. We are told we're bad because of that. So we have a whole lot of character traits, selfishness, harshness, unkindness, manipulativeness, and we judge those character traits in us, mm. but they're just human. So we start to, we're trained to judge our humanness, and that's really self-rejection. So I've created these techniques and methods to teach people to learn to love who they are as they are before the success and before the approval. It's very interesting because I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm maybe the polar opposite. I'm always, maybe I've just been in a good position where I've had good parenting mm. and I yeah. feel quite self-loved. If you have to look at the perfect picture of what self-esteem, good, good self-esteem looks like. Yes. What is that? It's two things primarily. It's loving yourself and being internally powerful. So you say you, you, you had a good upbringing. So if some CEO, if, let's say uh, Microsoft, what's his name? The Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates walks into this room. Are you going to be intimidated? Of, I'm going to say of course, and I shouldn't say of course. <laughs> but I'm going to say of course. Why? Because he's powerful, and I put that into okay. to quotations, and he's got this um, this idea of the person that he is. Okay, so if you suddenly feel anxious because Bill Gates is going to be interviewed in five minutes, in that moment, you've lost your power. Yeah. You've subordinated yourself to somebody whom you think is more special and more important and more lovable than you. Now, we do that everywhere. We subordinate ourselves to people who we consider to be superior to us. Mm. So self-esteem is believing that you have validity and power and value no matter who you're talking to. That you don't subordinate yourself because of someone's position or name or success. Okay, I get that. How do you work on that? Like, what is the what what is the way that you? Well, you know you what's get... really interesting is I started to develop this technique of learning to love yourself. Mm. And I, I what I get people to do is to experience times in the past when they felt loved. And then to start noticing what that feels like and to, to learn to generate that internally. What's fascinating is so many people struggled. They, 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 uh, no, I, I, can't, I, can't do this. I can't do this. So what I did is I introduced a meditation technique into the work to help people slow down their brainwave pattern, hmm. which makes it much more accessible and easier to feel love and internal power. And, you know, I run a two-day workshop where I do the two things together, the meditation and the self-esteem, love and power work together. And there are many, many techniques that I use to help people to generate love and this feeling of power internally. And the other really important thing is 
You know, I talk about the conditioning that we're trained to believe we're not okay. If you're taught to believe you're not okay as you are, then you're believing a lie. Mm. If actually you are wonderful and lovable as you are. So what I help, I call it cultivating wisdom. I help people to learn how to recognize the lie and then to dissolve it in love and to give it back. So, for instance, you could picture – I had one client, he, his, his mother, when he cheated at school, his mother just attacked him outrageously. And I helped him to see that when his mother told him he was bad, she was doing it because she was scared. It was for her, not for him. And when you begin to see that, you can start to recover the truth that you're good enough as you are. Mm. You know, there's a wonderful line from the movie Cool Runnings, you know, about the Jamaican bobsled yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, the four guys who the Jamaican yeah, bo- right. And it's so crazy because they live in this mm. tropical Jamaica, paradise yes. and then they go and do the, the, the bobsled. <laughs> Precisely. And there's a wonderful line, you know, the coach had been, of, of the Jamaicans, was caught cheating 16 years previously in the Olympics. And he had two gold medals already. It was his third Olympics when he was caught cheating and he was thrown out. So now there's a big controversy, you know, the coach of the Jamaicans was a cheat we, you know, what are we going to do with the Jamaicans? And one of the Jamaican team members comes up to the coach and says, but coach, you had two gold medals. Why did you have to cheat to get a third one? And here's the most beautiful line of psychology in any movie anywhere. He says, if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And that's why I see so many successful people who underneath feel not okay. That, that, that's my question. They're still successful, but underneath, they're not feeling okay. Underneath, their essential sense of value is missing. Mm. Because they did, they, if you say that again, if you are not, if you're not enough without it, you'll never be, be enough, enough with, with it. it. And that's, yes. the, even when you so get successful true. and you get the power, you're still going to have that brewing something underneath you. Precisely. I, I had a client walk into my office this week. He's a PhD in, in, in genetics. He said, I spent 10 years working towards a PhD. Mm. I got the certificate and I just felt flat. Wasn't enough. Why? Because the sense of he was going to be this fantastic doctor X, you know, when he got his PhD. And it was a piece of paper. In other words, it didn't connect, get inside to dissolve the belief that he's just not enough as he is. Getting a PhD and being successful is wonderful. But that's the icing on the cake. It's you almost need- like you, you, you're missing that base level exactly. where, Precisely. where you need to start loving yourself. Precisely. You talk about loving yourself and, and loving your traits and learning to love yourself so that you can have the self-esteem. Yes. What about the negative stuff? Because we've all got stuff that we don't like about ourselves. Precisely. How do we learn to love those? Well, you know, one of the best traits I work with, just about everybody has, is, oh, I'm very selfish. I shouldn't be selfish. You know, I'm a bad mother, bad parent, bad boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And then I say to them, there's a beautiful phrase, nothing can exist without two sides. Mm. So the belief that selfishness is all bad is another lie. If you have time, money, and energy to give away, you're unselfish. You give away all of your time, all of your money, and all of your energy. What is, what's going to be left of you? Nothing. Nothing. You'll be empty and exhausted. In other words, you have to be selfish to some degree with time, money, and energy. To recharge. To recharge? To 
to do your own thing, exactly. to do what's important for you. If you're always doing what's important for other people and ignoring yourself mm. unselfishly, you're a nobody. You're it's nothing. Important. So we're, we're sold a lie which says that selfishness is bad. It's not. It's mixed. And I go through all the traits, giving and taking. It's, they're all the same. Mm. Just let me, let me tell you one more, one of my favorites. We say the truth is good and lies are bad. So you bump into a friend of yours you haven't seen for two years. They put on 50 kilos. <laughs> Your first thought is, my God, you're fat. What, what do you do? You, you tell a lie and, and you say, yeah, you're looking great. I haven't seen you for so long. You're Precisely. You so, so a healthy. lie. So you lie to them and that creates peace. Yes. Something Which, bad almost, creates something good. It's almost like a loophole. You, you, Why loophole? Because you, you're using a lie and you've been taught that a lie is bad, but it's a loophole because you had to do that so that you didn't hurt someone else's feelings. Pre- precisely. So what it's saying is that lies, so something that's bad, can create peace, mm. which is good. But then it gets complicated because let's say you tell the truth. You say, my God, you're fat. And they go, oh, how could you say that? And you're terrible and you're awful. And they're crying and they say, you know, I know everybody else is thinking that. You have a long conversation. And suddenly this deep, wonderful, intimate conversation emerges and now you get closer. So the lie that was supposedly bad created a war, which is bad, which leads to peace and deeper connection, which is good. We are sold simplistic rules which are junk, absolute Mm. junk. So, I mean, if, if I have to put it into simplistic, the way that I think, there's always a gray area. It's not just black and white. It's not it, just precisely. There's always that we gray are, area. We are brought up with black and white. We say to people, you must fit in, but you must be creative. Oh, my greatness. How, how's that how, possible? Yeah, you can't, you can't. You can't do both. I'm actually questioning Cinderella now because I took my child to see Cinderella. And at the end, it says, have courage and be kind. Which is a contradiction. Yes. You're right. Hmm. Very interesting stuff and, and quite complex, our brains and our perspective and what we have to deal with. Mm. If people want to get hold of your book or go to one of your workshops, where do they go? Go to my website, which is www.loveyourselffornoreason.com. And just go to Self-Esteem Resources. You'll see the Meditation Self-Esteem Workshop. You'll see the book. It's available online. It'll be in bookstores within the next week or so. It's that easy. We're going to put all of those details online as well. it was lovely meeting you, Mr. Khan. Wonderful. I do, I do Mark, feel like, please call me Mark. I do feel like I've learned a little bit here. Me too. And that I can go away with something. I want all our listeners to go visit my social media site straight after the show because I've got a little bit of a surprise there for you. And, um, and this is the good stuff on Cliff Central Care. I can't believe an hour's been finished. It's done. Two. Oh, we did two. Yes. Two hours. Wow, wow, wow. You've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. And we spent two hours yes. talking about only good And it was things. amazing. Inspirational news. Uh, the only top charts of good news in, in South, South Africa, Africa that you get to listen to every and week. And today was an education as well. Very cool. Um, young entrepreneurs doing amazing things. We're going to put all those links up online. And loving yourself, which is so Goddamn important. Um, if you want to get anywhere in life, you need that base level to get anywhere. I find it very interesting. I'm looking forward to reading Mark's book. Mm. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. We need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together, and the only way we'll get through this is together. Every day, you should be free-falling, trampoline-springing, swan-diving into your days. 2017, full of wide-eyed, strong-armored trust.
trusting the universe, trusting the brilliant minds that you get to call your friends and collaborators, but more than anything, trusting yourself. 2017, we've been waiting for you all our lives. That's the good stuff this week. If you want to catch up with any of the other shows, please visit cliffcentral.com. It's that easy to get involved. It's been absolutely fantastic. Please have a terrific Tuesday. Bye. Central.com